Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of Hop of the Ball. Jerhoy uh, here trying to keep the peace. But this week we've only two of our uh, esteemed uh, panellists, Pat Hickey and uh, Johnny Healy. Willie is unavoidably absent. So lads, um, following last weekend in the uh, uh, Munster Championship, we could feel, I suppose, a weekend talking about the Hurling. But we have to try and balance. We are uh, all sports to all people here. So I think... Uh, we had the Monaco Grand Prix pass there, was it two weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, how was it? Well, it was to go down in memory is one of the best, uh, a great race, Ger. I suppose starting off, that's a course running the streets, Monte Carlo. Very scenic route. Yeah, pass. exactly, yeah. Um, the clerk and started in, in at the front of the grid and uh, Sench was in second... Um, you know, so first strapping uh, started in fourth. Uh, Russell was sixth. Yeah. Hamilton was eighth. You know, the usual crew were up front anyway. But your, the, the Grand Prix itself was delayed for an hour to start because of hit rain. Mm-hmm. And the race director, I think he wasn't that, he wasn't that um, experienced. He kind of delayed him coming out. Um, and he kind of, the red flag was brought in again because of the, the red flag was used twice during the race, Ger. Yeah. The second time really was because of it. Jesus, Mike, Mick Shoemaker was very lucky. His car during <coughs> the race, it broke in two. Absolutely. And he, and he, and it was a horrific yeah. crash. Lucky, lucky man. Yeah, very lucky. He had a shunt at the swimming pool chicane and the car broke in two and he, he, he survived unscathed. But um, I suppose, Johnny, as you can see yourself, Leclerc had very poor, Ferrari had a very poor pitch strategy with Leclerc. He was fuming. He, was, he, he lost was his position. Yeah. And as I said before, in Monaco, you lose your position, you find it very, yeah. very hard to get it back. As you just said, Gerard, the only good thing I like about Monaco is its scenery because it's not, a, to me, it's, a, it's not a Grand Prix that I like watching. Yeah. You get bored very easily. It's like watching, tr- trying to watch paint dry. Yeah. And uh, there's no good, you can have all the strategies in the world, but if you cannot overtake a car, and there is only one or two places in Monaco that you can actually overtake, there somebody crashes out or they get a flat tyre or something goes wrong to break yeah. down and they're removed from the race okay you'll get up you'll get up a place or two then but in general it's a very very hard place to pass and to win and normally if you're on the front of the grid one two three maybe maybe four even we go back that far you the winner will normally come from there yeah yeah you know normally come from there so i suppose you're in the heel the whole time where perez won the race oh he's he's obviously a red bull teammate of first strapping mm-hmm. And um, he started in third in the, in, in the grid and he won it. Sench from Ferrari was second and uh, Verstappen was third. Now, Leclerc, as we say, started in pole, but because of the pit stop uh, fiasco with him, he finished fourth. Ger- Hamilton uh, had a, cl- had a cl- uh, crash or clash with the Alpine driver, um, Ocon. Uh, Johnny, at uh, mm-hmm. once early enough uh, in the race, and he was struggling to get, as Johnny explained there, it's very hard to overtake cars in Monte Carlo. So he was struggling coming from the back of the field, but he got stuck really behind Alonso Din, and he finished in eighth place, eighth and place. that's where he started the race. Now, after the race, Ger- Ferrari actually protested the result, Johnny. Did he, yeah. They met out the two Red Bull drivers, Perez and Verstappen, they, they crossed the pit <coughs> lane when. Rejoining the race after pit stops for tyre changes. Did but, they? Yeah, nice. but the results stood. Okay. Basically. Okay. But it won't go down in memories, one of the great races. But anyway, Ger, as regards to standings, um, the Drivers' Championship for <coughs> Strapping is still in top. 
with 125 points. Leclerc is 116. Uh, Perez is 110. Russell is 84. He's still overshadowing Hamilton. Hamilton is, yeah. And uh, Sanchez Junior is 83. And in the constructors, Red Bull are well on top. They are 235. Ferrari, 199. Mercedes, 134. McLaren, 59. That was the seventh race. And... Um, I suppose Johnny's and Red Bull have five and one, and Leclerc Ferrari have two. Yeah. So that's uh, ten. Yeah, like I see, there's nothing done. No, no, no. You know, and I don't think I. I kind of predicted in the last show. I think Verstappen will win it, the drivers' championship. Mm-hmm. I think Ferrari, like even though the car is fairly reliable, Johnny, I can't yeah. see him. I can't see it lasting the whole season with the way. No, um, Verstappen's car was very poor, I thought, in the, ver- the first couple of races, and that's where Ferrari yeah, yeah. came into their own. Yeah. Now, their car has improved immensely, yeah. but not good enough to, to, I don't think, to win it, to win, not even involved in the construction. Uh, the, going back to what they have, I think Paris is an exceptionally good driver. Yeah. Didn't like to be told, you know, don't be taken on Verstappen, right? Yeah. Right. But he was the best driver, he was the best driver in Monte Carlo by some distance, you know. Yeah, should we mention that last show, Johnny? Do you remember yeah. he was told uh, yes. by the, his team, he was yeah. order, team orders, yeah. he wasn't to overtake for strapping was the number one, and he wasn't happy about it. So yeah. he turned around and won his own race. Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's the only that he does yeah. he does his talking while he's driving, you know. Yeah. I mean, if that was Hamilton, they'd be a big kerfuffle over and whatever have you. Yeah, he does his talking with his driving. And he's an exceptionally good driver, and as we said about Russell, another exceptionally good driver. And yeah. it's lovely to see these guys up there, you know, lovely. So, like as we've said before, Johnny isn't he upstaging? Hamilton really at the moment. Oh yeah, well, consistently uh, yeah. like. Well, I said when he came on, when he came in there to drive, and before we say he came in with Hamilton, uh, that if he had a good car, and everything was going well for him, he he had he he has the yeah. skills, and he's he's all the tools like to make yeah. an exceptionally good driver, you know. Yeah. And the next uh, series of races is that in Azerbaijan, lads. Yeah. Um, Okay, is that on a good track to it, or is it a kind of a decent track, or is it a Grand Prix track on like Monte Carlo? I suppose it is. Basically, it is. I don't like using the word street track, but that's basically what it is. The, the you know the surface because um, they were driving on it today, you know, and uh, I guess and they had tr- some of the drivers had trouble with their wheels and whatever have you. But I believe myself that they're looking at to see long term what the best wheel or tire, tire is to use yeah. for the race, mm-hmm. and again it'll be won and lost in the pits. Yeah. Like what happened in Monte Carlo, yeah. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Personally, myself, I think that's what to, to be won and lost in the pits. Yeah. Decisions made. With, yeah. With, with in relation to selection, selection and how many times they're going to change and whatever right. have you. Yeah. The tactics uh, are huge and crucial, and the timing is absolutely crucial. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Right. Um, I suppose for, the, the, that's the Formula One picture. Like, just very briefly, and my own hobby horse, <coughs> Craig Breen, took part in the rally in Sardinia last weekend. And he came second, so yeah. he had a good podium finish, did well, uh, on a very dusty road as well. Yeah, we were see, you were saying that the last night, Jared, yeah. that, um, that one of the reasons was dust had a big problem to play yeah. in his in his finish in the previous in the previous That's road. Right, it wasn't as bad. Yeah, we saw happy days. Now, I actually saw a, s- a couple of footages from, from that race. There was a couple of bad crashes in it. Luckily enough, now there was nobody... Seriously, seriously injured, but there was a couple of bad crashes in it. Yeah, there was one, uh, Johnny, where the barrier at the edge of the road That's right. saved the car. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's a couple of problems, but thank God, you know. All good. All, all good. good, yeah. Okay, thanks for that, lads. Yeah, um, I suppose we, we can move on now to rugby and take it where we're at. <coughs> we have, uh, on this weekend, we have two big games um, between the Northern Hemispheres and the Southern Hemispheres. Yeah, yeah, two, two, two Irish teams and, and two <coughs> South African teams in the semi-finals of the yeah. URC. 
I suppose last weekend we had the quarterfinals first to get him out of the way. Um, Ulster, uh, 36, Munster 17. Uh, Munster, the last game for Van Grand uh, uh, with Munster. Jeez, Munster were shocking above an Ulster. And uh, I think it, it just epitomised the type of season they had. He's five years with him and has another mitigation disaster really at the end of the day. Um, yeah. uh, the Leinster hammered Glasgow 76-10. The Stormers beat Edinburgh 28-17 uh, and the Bulls had a narrow win over the Sharks, mm-hmm. two South African teams. Mm-hmm. So no Welsh team, no Scottish team, two Irish, two, 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 two South African semi-finals. Leinster form advantage against the Bulls um, uh, tonight, uh, or Friday night, sorry, yeah, and uh, the Stormers right. and Ulster <coughs> are, are, are in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, look, the, the South Africans will be, they'll be delighted, to, the powers that be, that two South African teams have made the Knockout stages yeah. and in the semi-finals. It all goes well for the competition. It all well, yeah, it does. Well, it when does, they yeah. come in first, I suppose people are sceptical, you know. Yeah. Would but it be quite serious? Would it be serious in performing and yeah, playing? And as it went on, as, as it has gone on, they have got better yeah. and better and better and they've got more competitive. Yeah, they, they were weak on the road you know, when yeah. they started out first, but they were yeah. competitive at home and they stormed into it in really. Yeah. And um, so they're parted, parted with now, but... Chair Munster have an awful big job to do if they're going to resurrect the glory days uh, at this stage, you know. But uh, look at hopefully with the new management team, they have Dennis Leamy back from Leinster. And um, things might, you know, it looked like, we said it before, I think a couple of times, Johnny, they should have cleared out oh, absolutely, management yeah. when he announced he was going yeah. months oh, ago. Because yeah. the, the rest yeah. of it was, they were, it was like when Ferguson said he was leaving the night back, yeah. back in the day. The thing is, was Patty, is that I, I don't like opening up all wounds, but if you look at the performance against Ulster last week, it was the very same as the performance against Leinster's second string yeah. in the Aviva. Well, you know, and all we needed to do was to win, and they would have had a home court final. Right. Yeah. And to me, like, it would have been a huge, huge advantage yeah. to be f- to be playing in front of their, you know, their genuine supporters, yeah. not to be going up north to play Ulster up north. They were, they, they were a shambles up there. And as you rightly said, Pat, I mean, if you announce that there's going to be a change in management, I think they sh- when they announced it, they should go there and then. Yeah. Like we had said earlier in the year, when you think back, we had said that things were very quiet monster that, you know, they, w- mm. they were going to come out with a big name, as we thought, and that there was a lot of stuff going on nice and quiet behind the scenes. And next thing we'd hear a full backroom set up. Well, we, d- we didn't actually hear a full back home. We just heard, you know, it was only, we were being fed snippets. Yeah. Dennis Leamy, you named yeah, coming back. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, look, great to, have him, great to have him coming back into Munster Rugby because he knows Munster Rugby, you know. But um, very, very disappointing. And as, as one of us said, one of you said rightly before the programme, a lot of that Munster team had had their bodies and beaches around around Europe somehow, you know, rather than on a semi-final of a, rugby, of a rugby match, you know, which is disappointing, you know. Yeah, it is disappointing, yeah. I suppose the only good thing is that the uh, new management team coming in, the, the Munster supporters uh, will support them because yeah. they, they, they travelled in droves up to the Aviva there for the game against Leinster. Yeah. So hopefully that will continue. Yeah. And even looking, I was reading the social media before I came out, um, they have 12, 12 players released as it is at the minute. Now that we knew, we knew of the two or three that were gone, but there's, there's at least nine, 12 in total anyway. You know, a couple of doors are under twenty. Under, under twenty, they would have won. They would have won under twenty Grand Slam. Just two of them retired because of injury. injury. Well, when I say injury, one of them is because of concussion. He's been advised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in relation to further concussion and to be serious, his health. So he's. I can't think of the names clear now. Off the off the cuff, but uh, just two of them retired anyway because of that. And very young, young, very young guys. They to be retiring. Do you know? Sure, sure. But that's sure, that's sure, twelve gone anyways. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose you will reference the 
Champions Cup final was played there since our last show and Raw Rochelle won it their first ever trophy of any consequence <coughs> and um, they scored three tries Linsert didn't score any they were content to kick their penalties yeah. so it was, it was, it was uh, I know they held them out for as long as they could and it was only the last minute that Raw Rochelle got the winning try but um, seven penalties for Leinster all, and they didn't go short with any of them into touch or anything to try and get the try when they were on top but uh, Raw Rochelle f- finished very strong and O'Gara had his homework done If I mean I had said all along that they had a pack that would upset yeah. Leinster and I had said we know we all thought that Leinster may squeak it but I also said that O'Gara's the type of guy that could pull a rabbit out of a hat that's exactly what he did he had every every move they had he had marked you know and he, he had told the players like Leinster will win their games in the first half and they'll drive on from there well they didn't have this game on no. you know yeah. and, in and, the first and half and think about it Johnny one of the Rorschel forwards do you remember <coughs> he, had, he tripped uh, uh, a Leinster player and he was 10 minutes in the bin yeah. at a crucial stage of the yeah. match and they still survived yeah you know you know I think um I suppose <coughs> afterwards I suppose Linster would have thought what might have been if they had kicked one of them touched they might have got a try but mm. to hold out for as long as they did and then eventually the try came, came. the winning try came you know but like it's a it's a feather in the cap for for O'Gara isn't it after winning it is, the yeah, the other side of it is La Rochelle lost were hammered they weren't beaten they were hammered last year on the yeah. final the other side of it is just so nice to see a new face a new team you know and it's, it'll, do, it'll do the competition the world of good yeah. now as we know there's supposed to be a rake of teams coming into the next season like so we'll see what what happens like but um, no, Gary, he's a shrewd man. I mean, he's look. There's a lot of clubs. There's a lot of international sides that would take him in the, at the minute. You know, to take him at the elbow, like if he go. But I think he's happy enough to bide his time for another while, and we'll see him going back to home side yeah, maybe yeah. in uh, time I, to come. Like I you know. just uh, love listening to Ronan Ogara. Mm-hmm. I've been interviewed, Johnny. He yeah. just gives you the inside track. Yeah. That's the way he thinks about it, you know, there's yeah. no bluffing and no rush. No, no, he, he's so hurted, so you know, yeah. he's unbelievable, yeah. like, you know. And they're on the road again this weekend and they're going quite well. Well, they have to win this weekend to be in the semi-final yeah. for their own, for their own league, we'll call it league, like, you know, so which is, which is good to hear, like, you know. Yeah, yeah the top 14. Top 14. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in the semi-finals, you know. Yeah. I think uh, listening to Ronan Agara winning the Champions League, winning that against Leinster was a kind of, was a kind of a bonus. They were yeah. they were going for maybe top fourteen, but the, this was this was really a bonus along mm. the way. So delighted for him mm. and delighted for the the town of La Rochelle. They came mm. out in their droves. It's unbelievable, you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's very good. So that's the rugby looked after at the moment, and uh, after this weekend, uh, it will be the uh, final. How, when is that final being played? The winners of Leinster and the Bulls and the Stormers and Ulster. Is that another week's time? It, it's it's weeks, funny to say. I think there's a two-week yeah. break and there's talks of clashing with, talks of a clashing with. Uh, is it football matches or soccer matches or something? Anyway, oh, I yeah. look to be more down the line about it. Anyway, as to when, but it is Pennsylvania. I think I think it's Pennsylvania for uh, two weekends. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny. Okay. Right. I suppose it would be a if I didn't mention the beautiful game of soccer. Uh, where are we, Pat? We're on a break here in the League of Ireland. Yeah, we are in a break in the yeah. League of Ireland. Here. Um, There's some international games taking place. Yeah. I suppose starting with the League of Ireland, Gerard, the, um, most teams have 19 games played. Some have only 18, but no surprise Rovers are hit the, have hit right. the front. They have. And in the last couple of games, uh, Dundalk have. have uh, are on a run. They have four wins in a row. They're going into second spot. Um, 
Derry have slipped a small bit, but they're in third. Pets on, on, uh, are in fourth. And the bottom of the table, Jerry UCD, nine points, Finn Harps, 11. So they're in danger. They need to pick up points or they'll be involved in the relegation team this season. Um, as we mentioned before, Sligo Rovers, uh, even though they have a, they're, they're outside Europe at the moment, they, have a, they sacked Buckley a couple of weeks ago and um, they have mixed results in the two games since. In the first division, they're Cox this year and Galway are making all the running. They're, yeah, two uh, besides. Yeah, two besides. Two besides. Yeah. They're neck and neck up <coughs> in, in top. 38 points each. And at very bottom, at low and only two points and Cove Ramblers have nine. So, look, what, uh, unless, unless uh, Dundalk can keep the run going, you, it's hard to see beyond Shamrock Rovers retaining the title, Johnny. No, you're right, Pat. I mean, I had picked Derry City before there was a ball kicked because of mm-hmm. the set-up they had yeah, and yeah. I also thought that Dundalk would come into the reckoning but I still thought that, you know, a new face again. Derry City, I thought, would win the league but look, it's old school. Well, Rovers are back on top, like, you yeah, know. 42 points, Rovers have and Derry have 33. So yeah, so, yeah, so, no, it looks like it's going to be a Rovers league again. Yeah. Unless, so no, Dundalk, new ownership again, of course, people yeah. to come over. As Peter rightly said, they're, they're on a bit of a roll. You just don't know what will happen when they start up again, but it looks like it could be a Rovers. Yeah, well, Rovers if Dundalk, Johnny, if Dundalk win their game in hand, they're only six points behind yeah, Rovers. And anything can happen. Like they have to beat happen, each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, nobody likes to go down to Sligo now. Rovers have been down there. Uh, I think it was uh, Derry were down there, Dundalk were down there. And like none of them came away with a victory. Yeah. So it's, it's not a nice place to go to try and get a win, let me tell you. Yeah, but in the last game that Derry played, referencing Derry, your team, you two selected Johnny to mm-hmm. win it. They got a less minute draw the last day against Finn Harps and, that, yeah. and to avoid their fourth defeat in a row. Yeah, so they're going through a dodgy spell. But maybe the, after the break, yeah. they'll regroup during the break. Like that was a game everyone pinceled in that they'd win. Yeah. 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 But believe yeah. you me, yeah. I'll tell you, when, when you go up there against Finn Harps up to Belly Buffy or whichever which, ground you're playing in, yeah. I can tell you one thing for nothing. Whatever you get is hard earned. You know. And it was Rovers' last game, Ger, they brought <coughs> an into Shelburne's good run. They had four wins yeah. in a row, got under Duff. Yeah. Duff, of course, Ger, we were all talking, Willie had referenced him before about being a quiet guy and all this. He, he, he served a ban, touchline ban for a couple of games above the stand for abusing uh, referees. So he, he's not as quiet as, 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 as we think. the perception <laughs> of him is. Yeah, <laughs> You know, he's very competitive in mm. that, like... I suppose you're all the league and all that's over in England. Look, uh, just uh, Forrest got promoted back to Premier yes. League first yeah, time in, in, in 23 years. Yeah. Now, Jerry Steve Cooper deserves great credit. He took over from mm. Chris Hewton. Remember Chris Hewton Chris. start season? Mm. They lost six games and I think they had one point yeah. after seven yeah. and he was sacked. And Cooper came in and they're down the bottom of the table and, 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 and now they're after. Now, the goal that won it for them was an OG. Yeah. But Pat, I've often said that nobody cares yeah. how, when, where, or what type no, of goal it was. Cares. As long as, it, you know, it came and, and they won it, like, you know, they won the playoff. Yeah. They're back in the Premiership. And the thing about it is, if they buy a couple of stupid players, you know, good players, they'll always, all teams when they come up into the Premiership, I'm sure it's the very same as Hurling or Camogie or anything here in Clare. Let's consolidate our position for the first season and see where we go from there. So I'm sure Forrest don't want to be always like no. the Watfords and the Fulhams of this world. No. No. Do you know? I'm sure they'll be hoping they'll be able to stay in it for a couple yeah. of seasons. Like. And, Ger, we had the Champions League final there 
since our last show and Real Madrid won it and we haven't Willie yeah. to commiserate yeah. with him here either. and yeah. by the way I might add that's not the reason why Willie <laughs> Willie is not here again tonight it's work commitments yeah. but I'm sure I'm sure when Willie's back Willie will get both battles from us you know yeah but it, it, it proved to me I was personally delighted Real Madrid won it I wanted to win I wanted him to win it partly not because I dislike Liverpool but I wanted Benzema to win he'd done so much single handedly yeah you had, you had been a fan of Benzema there yeah, for yeah. the last months yeah, yeah. And he scored 15 goals Johnny in the campaign yeah. for like you know, I know he didn't score in the Champions League final, but he 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 done a nice thing after the match. He gave he didn't even he left a cup to the club skipper yeah, to collect it. Yeah, which was a nice thing. Which is a nice gesture know. as well because he wasn't on the team, of course. But I'll just tell you the sort of player he is. Like oh, you know, yeah, he's yeah. not having a fan or like you know, yeah. plays for the club. His yeah. work rate at his age, up and yeah. down the field, and he's the first Frenchman to win it five times. <coughs> No, his manager Ancelotti has won it f- with four times. Yes. Well, he the funny thing about his pet, he, he did score, right? But it was off to oh, his yeah, first yeah. side, and the yeah. mother of God, I'll tell you, modern technology, yeah. what it is, with his heel. Yeah. You know, but sure, it is what it is. But like Liverpool will be kicking themselves because they dominated the first half of that game. Yeah. Well, they dominated the first forty minutes of that game, and how they didn't score in that period of time. Some great goalkeepers, a bit of luck, which Coutinho we needed times. Oh yeah, he Absolute was unbelievable. Yeah, Johnny, you know. so frustrated, he was beating the ground his feet. Yeah, yeah, like you'd always be telling. I know when yeah. we were over teams here, like at hurling and football and whatever, you're always saying, "Don't show your frustration to the opposition because they'll mm. they'll be on your case." Yeah. And I mean, he was seriously frustrated at that because yeah. nothing would right for him. And another day, like you know, he might have got on an end of a couple of balls, That's and right. he could be on a hat but he'd, I knew as the game went down once I got to half time and just in I said I said Liverpool could be in trouble here and just like as if they changed jerseys at half time yeah Real Madrid were all over them for ages now in the last 10, 12, 14 minutes you know there was a bit of the old Liverpool again but did fatigue come into the heat I don't know I, I can't comment because I wasn't there but I do know that uh, the star man to me anyway all season for Real Madrid has been Benzema yeah. not alone the goals he scored but his assists and his work rate for his age, like he's phenomenal. Team. Johnny, he, oh, yeah. he, he scored 45 goals all season, yeah. 44 games. You know, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, and Joe, we can't let it go without commenting on the uh, the stuff that went on before the match. The game is delayed for start, was yeah. a joke, wasn't it? Oh, the yeah. French police, very he- heavy handed approach to it, to Liverpool supporters. And it sort of came with a plan, and there was no great need for it, I think. And people with tickets were very frustrated. No, they, even the government even came out and conceded, you know, that the that the police force were wrong in what they were doing. I mean, yeah. whether it was kids you're using tear gas, there's no there's no threat from kids or anything like that, you yeah. know. But, but 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 Johnny, they were using tear gas through the barriers. Yes, I mean, yeah, exactly. It was, it was there's no place for it. No place for it. High up a lot. And the sad thing about it is, anywhere you go, you'll always have, look. Even when the Irish were following the Irish team, they were welcomed everywhere because all they wanted to do was to sing and dance, yes. have a few beers and enjoy yeah. themselves. And those Liverpool fans, that's all they were doing. And they were trying to get in with genuine tickets. Okay, at every game you'll always find that there's a, f- there's a, f- there's a few dodgy tickets. That's yeah. fine. But there couldn't have been 30 or 40,000 of them. No, no. Completely couldn't. They just couldn't. It was. And they, they admitted it after that it was an exaggeration. But they still tried to maintain that it was anywhere between 10 and 20 then, you know, just to kind of cover themselves. But for God's sake, if you make a mistake, have grow some balls and put your hand up and say, look, we were wrong here. We were, you know. Not, a, not alone that, Johnny. You know. They haven't admitted that. Um, no. But but I would even term it collusion between Stade Francais and the police. Oh, yeah. Where the CCTV... Yes, and the government. Yes, and yeah. The government. And, and the, go- the whole lot. Yeah. All tied in together. There's no point saying anything else, like, you know. Yeah. And it's amazing, like, the way this thing is seen to folly poor Liverpool. And I, I do like him as a football team, even though I'm United. Like... They got they put it was they were in trouble in high school with uh, through no fault of their own. Yeah. Do you know? Right, Hillsborough. Yeah. Yeah, Hillsborough, you know, and here then. 
you know, wronged. Yeah. Uh, all I can say is that the French authorities and UEFA are extremely lucky it wasn't more dangerous yeah, and yeah. that people didn't get hurt, yeah. you know. Um, it was badly managed, it was over-the-top mm. policing, it was dangerous the way mm. they tried to shepherd people into a very narrow way <coughs> in to get into the stadium. And like it's, 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 it's a sad thing that, we, that you know, we're actually talking about this, that we're not talking about a great game of football, yeah, which it was, yes, a great was. game of football. Yeah. But unfortunately we can't let it go without, you know, without saying something, you know. No. So we've said it, um, not sure what more can come out of it. Um, they have half apologised but that's not good enough really no no not at all no absolutely not okay thanks lads um, on the local front then Pat we're at the tail end of the season and yeah. we've had cup and uh, league uh, finishing up so who came out on top Newmarket or Avenue yeah Avenue they done the double uh, the first trophy in 13 years yeah they won the cup final first beating Newmarket 2-1 they scored they scored the two goals in the first quarter Newmarket only got their goal I think the game was nearly over when they got it so Newmarket were going for 10 in a row as we explained the last time so they met four days later in the league decider really Newmarket had to win that game and that was played inside North Levin yeah it was and um, they got off to a great start Newmarket they got a goal after in the first few minutes but um, Avenue Avenue equalised and um, it it was enough to give them the title they won it by two points um, 48 points to 46 so uh, the double for Avenue and it is a rarity for Newmarket to go through a season without winning any trophy Yeah, this day, these days. No, they turned the tables on Avenue all right there at the weekend. They, they won the youths. They won the youths cup. But as you rightly said, at a junior level, it's yeah. very unusual. We yeah. say we saw Houston for the last 10 or 12 years dominating their football. Now having said this, a lot of that squad have to be, have been together for that length of time. I'm not saying that they're old, mm. but I went to watch that Avenue side recently and I was very impressed with the the, the age profile of the team these guys they seem to just eat sleep and drink football they do nothing else as far as I'm concerned I know a lot of them yeah. because my son used to play with them yeah. but they're a, they're a lovely lovely side to watch playing football now the market didn't allow them that in Ross Levin you know they got into the tackles not, I'm not saying there was anything untoward or, and there wasn't but they just didn't get as much time on the ball as they would like and that's why they found it very difficult and just, there was only 13 minutes left when they got the equaliser their captain got it and just was an absolute screamer with his weaker foot of the two you know, so yeah, the ball, the ball broke out. Came in from, came in from uh, either a corner yeah. or something. He broke out today. Yeah, broke that's right. Yeah, and he, and he buried it. But um, they were very unlucky too in the most of on the FAI. The, 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 they got to the semi final, or sorry, didn't they got to the, the quarter final? Yeah. yeah, the FAI, and the same in the most of Now, is it a blessing in disguise? I don't know because um, they went out to win the Dublin clear. If they had been still involved in those two competitions, they may not have. They may not have went on to win the league or the cup. We could be talking about another no matter. You could double. be, Johnny. You, you could know. be. You could be because you could take it a lot. But again, like it's score. lovely for football. Like, and if you see the lower divisions there as well, the teams that came up oh, and teams that didn't all. That's why and that didn't happen. No, that's why mm. there was slow making decision. But like a couple of players have fallen off a bit. Like this Conley fellow is nowhere to be seen now. No, he's, he's disappeared not. off the he's radar completely. Yeah. Well, I suppose a couple of things Pat, would be this on top of that would be the the couple of guys that we lost. To different to different to different uh, clubs we say you know yeah. there was white flags raised straight away there like when you see some of the backroom team going you know yeah there had to be some yeah. there had to be something amiss like when they went yeah. really really had to be like you know it it hasn't helped to cause anywhere else so no 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 we'll see what the what the we are in the bed we are in the like your Scotland were beaten by the Ukraine yeah. and mm. they came back and they beat Armenia two nil yeah. two nil the other night and like I know Scotland it was Ukraine's first team. 
or there's uh, near enough to their first team anyway. They were unlucky, to see, but Scotland wasn't great that even now. But then they still managed to beat Armenia, which we couldn't do. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's just we, we live in hope, lads. Yeah, as regards yeah. everything else. Okay, thanks, Matt. Now, um, I suppose we have uh, gathered our thoughts and we have uh, taken a few deep breaths since last weekend in Torles. Um Pat, you were on duty stewarding. You were there early in the morning. Yeah. Tell us, what was the build-up like? Uh, we arrived in Torles around quarter to ten. And even at that stage, that's six hours nearly, over six hours before the game started. There was already a build, an atmosphere building up. Yeah. There was people gathering in the outskirts of Torles, um, stopped at shops and it, and clear flags hanging out of cars and everything. So it was it had a real monster final feel to it. Despite the bad weather and everything, it was... There was, you know, there was something big happening. Yeah, and there was the people. The whole buzz back in Clare. The amount of people at the match from Clare was unbelievable. Absolutely, buses yeah. arriving down from well, from Limerick as well, and and the guy like it was incredible. We were lucky to be there, weren't we, Johnny? Yeah. at the match. The thing about this, I suppose, when you look at it, it was just four o'clock usually, and once the final, we maybe half to three o'clock or whatever. But because of TVs and everything, like, didn't want extra time. And the one thing I will say is. Some people didn't get home. I said till close to midnight that time that night, you know. But they weren't complaining. Yeah. They had a fabulous day out, you know. And as Pat rightly says, the atmosphere you cut it with a knife. Yeah, and the crowd had come in early, Jared. There was a nice, mm. decent crowd watching the Camogie, yeah. Watford, and Tipperary, and impressed enough with Watford. Watford I, would say. I know we'll mm. be talking yeah. about the Camogie a bit later, but um, Jared, there was something about there was a buzz around the place before the game even even started. The sense of anticipation and everything, mm. uh, you know, there was electricity in the air, wasn't there? there was, it was a huge expectation. Everyone, yeah. because every nobody knew what to expect yeah. from this mm-hmm. player team, and we were going up against the Giants of Hurling at the minute, but nobody knew what was coming. Nobody knew what was coming no, down the line. There was that, there was that, there was that fear we wouldn't uh, produce it, yeah, and then there was the expectation yeah. we could do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but know. after what happened in Innes. A lot of people were optimistic it would be another Titanic battle and that's, uh, that's the way it panned out. But like considering the weather and everything, there was umbrellas up everywhere in the terraces, Johnny. Yeah. It was still a great crowd, a sellout for a Munster Championship. All I'll say about it, whatever the GA wants to do with the structures, they can't get rid of a Munster Championship after that. No, no. Oh God, no, that's here to stay. That's here to stay. Anyway. Here to stay. Yeah. I mean, um, there was no comparison with the Leinster final. It was, it was only a pale shadow of what yeah. was offered in Munster. And I have to give take my hats off to Clare and to Brian Lohan and his management team, the way they came out prepared, the way he had them prepared. Um, from the first whistle to the last, you couldn't keep your eyes off the game. Uh, backs, forwards, people going into positions off the ball, bits and pieces going on. It was unbelievable. There was one 29 scored by Limerick, 29 points scored by Clare, 19 wides for Limerick, 15 wides for Clare, 9 frees missed yeah. by, by both teams. Yeah. Um, between both teams and you had the majestic sideline court from Tony Kelly is Tony Kelly Clare's greatest ever forward that is the question people mm. are asking yeah, for sure. but, you know what I mean uh, we had had great defenders over the years we had yeah but I've been looking at him since he was minor Pat and uh, he's better and better and better than the man he's yeah. getting and he's the best I've ever seen and I've seen a good few yeah you know and I that's I'm not just talking about Clare you know, we talk about our Henry Shifflets, you know, and we talk about our DJ Cares and Eddie Cares and all these guys. You know, and you look at what Kelly does in the game, like, he, he yeah. just goes through a game. You know, just goes through, and what he does, he makes it so simple, he makes it look so simple. Yeah. But it isn't as simple as it looks, you know. No. Gerard for Clare in the Munster final displays in a big day, Paul Flanagan outstanding, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. David Fitzgerald outstanding, outstanding. obviously t- Tony Kelly outstanding. 
and no doubt about it like everyone else chipped in as well at various points of the, uh, uh, during the game but like for Dave Fitzgerald to score five points in play score two three against Watford mm. uh, credit to Brian Lohan for giving him uh, the opportunity and he's giving he's consistent putting in good performances yeah, now yeah. for Clare <laughs> and he, he, the way he goes to past William Donoghue and true Limerick defenders to score some of them points unbelievable the funny thing about Pat is if you watch him hold, hold on with his club he's the exact same yeah. plays from deep he does but he has a stride lads I'm not joking I cut you. he's like a duck and stubble mm-hmm. he's, yeah, he's these big yeah. long strides and once mm-hmm. he gets into that stride there's no way you're going to get anywhere near him yeah. plus let me tell you lads he's a big big boy you know he's well able yeah, to look after man. himself in the physical steps like you know but some of his scores this year have been unbelievable yeah. I don't know what Lauren has done him what he's taught him told him to do but by God yeah. he has a new lease of life and it's lovely lovely to see yeah, you and know. there was a sense of relief around the place Jared both sets of supporters that the game didn't go to penalties it would be an awful way to lose oh that would have been shocking yeah you know it's no way to end the match uh, in the old days Jared, the, G- the Munster Council would have been delighted it would have been a replay and another packed house and you, you just put your thumb on the pet there was a lot of genuine Limerick supporters around me and we were all of the same opinion you know that because they're trying to congest congest his GS into a shorter year what the bloody hell was wrong with the replay after normal time yeah I'll tell you one thing for nothing. Tickets will be like Hint Street again. You know, they wouldn't be there to be bought. Yeah, the general consensus around the place, yeah, say even around the country, Jerry, is everybody wants to see an encore. Uh, you know, it could happen could the 17th happen. of July in mm-hmm. Dublin. And um, I know there's a few bridges to be crossed, uh, crossed that, after yeah. that, before that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, um, look at credit to Limerick as well. Clear through everything at him, and they still stood tall. Like, they're the All-Ireland champions, yeah. you know. They're the best side they've seen for a long, long time from 1 to 15, that Limerick side, you know. And bring on then the three or four sides. And be, yeah, you know, drive. and yeah. not affect, not affect this, they're set up, like, you know. And I mean, Hennon must have thought he'd the game won in normal time for Limerick when he got a great score. But then Kelly's sideline, you know, only I'd, Tony Kelly could do that. I'll tell you, the score will be talked about for the rest of my time anyway, oh. because I've never witnessed anything like it. I thought there's some sort of a set play that there was somebody going to break up the far side if he was going to go straight across because everyone was kind of sucked over towards where he was because I say all the limit by thought he was going to go short with it as well yeah because but of the angle he was yes. so severe I yeah. mean it was between the 20 metre line and the 30 metre line I mean that's it was an unbelievable score like don't forget it wasn't, it wasn't that the sun was splitting the rocks it was a lovely dry you know with ground with ball and even if you watch him taking the line ball himself when he swung at the ball when the, on the follow through he lost the grip of his left hand of the hurley and the right the hurley's yeah. shot off in the right yeah. hand yeah. yeah so it was an unbelievable score yeah and the game Ger, um, I have everyone is competent all week about the game they're still buzzing after the game and um, even even coming out from the ground in the whole lot both sets of supporters like and um I'd be critical of the Sunday game for highlighting a few incidents on it um, that night there was no need, great need for no, or at least it should be balanced if they, <coughs> if they wanted to go down that road yeah. but like um, well, Pat, t- <coughs> I, I wasn't at the game because I was housebound but uh, watching it on television you don't see the full the full whack at all you only see what the camera points yeah. at but watching it watching, this, watching the backs and the forwards when the ball wasn't there was there much holding and pulling and dragging well, I mean, there was a bit, okay, was. there was a bit occasionally in both sides, but I mean, what they highlight, what they highlight, it was, you know, 
I was I was very disappointed. We were after seeing an unmerciful hurling match. Those guys shook hands and hit shoulders off one another at the end of the game. And it was left there. The supporters, side by mm. side, coming out after him. They couldn't speak highly enough for the two teams. That's all you want to see. Exactly. The referee had an unbelievable game. Yeah, unbelievable, you know, yeah. He knew he was coming into a battle royal, and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And like the fact of the matter was, like, he, I'm not, when I say he let it go, he got what he saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He got those calls right. Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody would argue or creep with him. Like, you know, there was a few little things. But God Almighty, social media and the cameras and the, the guys above in the studio to you, if that's what they have to talk about, it's a sad, sad day. You know, they're ruining our game. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was uncalled for because it was a super occasion. And I mean, obviously, John Keenan, the referee, when he was coming down to Wicklow to do the game, he obviously had a plan in his head, Johnny. He'd try to manage yeah. it. And as Pat, I think you had said already before tonight that he uh, let it go for about 10 minutes without too much interference and yeah. let the two teams settle yeah. and they got a feel for it yeah. I mean um, I was very impressed by Clare but I was also very impressed by Limerick because I know that um, a few incidents occurred where maybe Limerick fellas got a tap or a belt and they just walked away you know yeah. it just shows you mm-hmm. A they were told and tutored obviously not to retaliate and not get involved and um, it just made the whole. I, I think it made. I think the way the players behaved themselves made it more easy for the referee to do a Johnny. In, yeah. fairness, in general, know. the way they carried themselves, the, the two teams. You know, to be fair, I. You know, I, they went about it manfully, and I. I, I thought it made it, at times it made the referee's job an awful lot easier. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. and to be fair, when he was announced as referee, people were saying, "Oh God Almighty, what does he know about holding up there?" Exactly. See, people don't know John Keenan, you see, and they should get to know him. John Keenan is a very, very good referee. Well, and he I'd wouldn't t- be there unless he was. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm going to put his name out there, but I, I think he, you could very well see him doing the All Ireland final. Would, yeah, would. Do you know? Yeah, and yeah. Your, the roar that greeted the Clare holders when they arrived on the field left the hair standing up mm-hmm. in your ne- like back of your neck, wouldn't it, Johnny? Yeah, I missed, a, I missed on that point, Pat. Actually, it, was, it reminded me of 1995, 2013. The buzzes back with the supporters, yeah. and they bought into Lohan and, and they bought into the players. I mean, everywhere the players going out, they've been swarmed, yeah. Yeah. By the, which is lovely, lovely to see, and and, and they deserve that. Yeah. They deserve the recognition that they're getting, you know. Yeah. And Ger Lohan deserves credit. He mm. he is he put up with a lot, and with COVID and everything else that goes with it the last few years, and he's remained in the background. Kind of, he doesn't like even promoting himself at any stage, and gives oh, credit mm. to the players and the rest of the guys with him in the backroom team and um, I think the players have hu- huge respect for him and um, he allows them you know they're not bought out if they make mistakes and that like so it looked like Tony Kelly handed over the freeze himself to Peter Duggan you did because yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was struggling yeah. with a few yeah. of them and, uh, the conditions weren't great sure um, like the Limerick let me st- four of oh, his five yeah. and he missed nothing aside yeah. Nina's dear yeah, Burns you know he rarely misses but, but yeah, there was tremendous as I outlined there a few minutes ago tremendous displays I have to mention Barry Nash's display at cornerback oh, for yeah. Limerick absolutely outstanding brilliant now oh, Seamus Flanagan got eight points eight anyone points. that scores eight points from play uh, on a given day it's a good day for them you know yeah. but um, Limerick will probably be strengthened with the return of Casey and Keel Lynch for the knockout stage at Doll Ireland series you know. Well, there's no doubt Limerick will be absolutely delighted having won that game. Well, four in a row, the first time he was presented yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, I suppose the other side would. As well, like you know, it's tough, and now he knows he he can sit for a while with his bunch of fellas, like you know, get him. He'll get him battle hardened again for the All Ireland semi final. I mean, he did not want to lose that game, believe you me. 
and as Pat said there about Brian Lohan all the players that bought into what he has he was derailed a couple of times as you said Pat mm-hmm. with Covid then he had injuries fellas gone to Australia but he regrouped and circled the wagons uh, I suppose a better workman like she put the county board and whatever have you behind the scenes that improved things greatly for him like you know and that's why that's why they are where they are today we're, we're on an all Ireland base we're on an all Ireland quarterfinal we're just waiting for the winners of who we're playing yeah. and my biggest fear now is, is how is he going to rally him after that defeat because like, I mean they gave everything in that game every single thing they had they gave they, they walked off that field every one of them and they should be proud men because we're proud clear supporters tonight. Very proud, Johnny. You and know. as you would rightly say, how do you lift a team that gave mm. 155% and yeah. still end up at the narrowest margin losing? Yeah. I'm assuming they would have gathered together Monday and probably did some kind of a ocean deep or something to cool down. Oh, quite you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. But uh, to try and get the lads then tuned mm. into taking on whoever, whether it's Wexford or Kerry or mm. whoever. But um, and to try and get that kind of a display again, that's going to be that's yeah. going to be the hardest job Ryan has. I yeah. think. You know? I suppose knowing the man, knowing the quality of the man, and the type of man he is, he won't find it too hard himself. It's just how he gets the players to, to react to that. Like I, you know, I I, I, t- I reckon you're the level that Clare are playing in Limerick there above everyone else. Above well, anything less Sunday, can happen, I think, anyway. Yeah, they wouldn't live with them, you know, but every day is different, I know. Yeah. Um, I would have, I'd be very disappointed if Clare uh, don't take Wexford now, yeah. that's provided Wexford's uh, <coughs> be Kerry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, the Leinster final, Ger, was uh, Galway seemed to go out with a plan to contain, continue our target and physically and whatever, but um, it was a stop start game, a lot of freeze in it, and. Um, the standard was way different from what was in Munster. The striking was poor. Poor, yeah. yeah. The, the decision-making was yeah. poor. And the thing about it, people are very qu- quick to forget, Galba had three glorious goal opportunities. Yeah. They had. And took none of them. Yeah. Do you know? And to the one, to the one, two yeah. of them would have won any game, if you like, you know? Yeah. So that it was very, very poor. Yeah, and goal. again, Jared, it was overshadowed by the controversy with Henry Shefflin and Brian Cody mm. after yeah. the game again you know uh, they were trying to make a big meal of it the RT in particular the Sunday game presenter um, Joanne Cantwell was uh, you know I was like disappointed I, with her now. I often wonder is she trying to fill ga- uh, time space yeah, with something yeah, like that yeah, like you know, you know she'd be a lot better spending her time talking about the players and the performance yeah, yeah. you know you know, but uh, no great surprise Jerry Lucknell left the Sunday game when she came in today, I reckon, anyway, because she's yeah. some of the nonsense that come out with these days yeah. on the, on the yeah, Sunday game. The Sunday game, game is coming in for a lot yeah. of uh, just criticism, I yeah. think, you know, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it has, lo- it has lost its way and it's, and it's losing credibility, that's the problem. Yeah. And people won't be tuning into it. Well, a lot um, of people have tuned out of the actual the highlights show, even they yeah. don't watch it because yeah, of what they're at. Yeah. I, turned the, I turned it down now. Yeah. When when they started talking about the, the the couple of incidents in the game last week, I just turned it down. I didn't want to hear because they were doing an injustice to the game. Yeah. You know, I I still think they're only trying to fill time on the program. Uh, uh, yeah, which is which is strange, Johnny, because you had the Joe McDonough final, which was a crack up. Absolutely unbelievable. You had a, the Leinster final and the Munster final. I mean, mm. uh, and you had, you had the football. So there's, mm. there's no there's no shortage of games to cover. Yeah. Yeah. You just wonder no. why. And they're creeping, they haven't enough time to cover the games. If they yeah. showed more the games, yeah. Yeah. less criticism. I suppose, in fairness, we spoke about it before we came on air there and it was, a very, it was an awful injustice to both Kerry and Antrim that when they'd done the photo shoot, what were they thinking? Uh, I, I don't really know. No, whether I doubt if they declined the offer, but it's only Lockmore, Castle Line, yeah. they did it. But that's not yes, too far to come from Kerry, like you know. And if 
if a representative had come from Ferentum, like two of the teams taking part on included. Well, to me, to me, looking at what I saw, I thought it was grossly disrespectful to Kerry and Antrim Harlan. Because as, well. as you rightly say, if you look at the handsome, they gave everything. May not, yeah. It may not be top top drawer stuff, but by God, did they give everything uh, in crop power to win that John McDonnell? Or uh, yeah. and um, they are the Chris, sorry, Chris Ring, isn't it? No, John McDonnell. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Cause you're uh, and to see some of the scores they got on both Cracking sides, it's sure. unbelievable. Five twenty-two to four twenty-four. Yeah, unbelievable scoring. I know people say the standards maybe it's, you know it allows for high scoring, but. She's Kerry almost. Well, like if you were Kerryman, if you were Kerryman pet, if you were Kerryman pet after thirty minutes, you'd nearly be heading heading for the exits. Yeah, yeah. They were down eleven or twelve points. They, were down, they, 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 they dug their heels in. Yeah. They dug their heels in. Got back into the game. Yeah. Do you know they made a right good contest of it. Yeah. yeah. Those two counties should have been represented in that vote, yeah, without doubt. Yeah. yeah. It's disrespectful to them. Yeah. I suppose going back to the most the final, Mac Rogers was brought on, and he, he was. was he was given the responsibility of taking a free as well, Pat. Yeah, he, yeah. There, there, there were the four points down and he tapped yeah, it over it is, yeah. because there was a ch- still enough time maybe to <coughs> get the goal. <coughs> but uh, he did, yeah. And Ger, that's a good thing, I think. From East Clare yeah. point of view, yeah. does it, does, okay, you have two from Fekel, two, two from Killaloo, uh, two or Dave McNary from yeah. Tulla, Paddy Donlin from Broadford and Gary right. Cooney. And yeah, and Gary Cooney from the Mills and Young Smith, Keith Smith and Kilnina. So it's brilliant. Does it, Huge clear representation on the panel. Yeah. Now I counted them. Chair, uh, there's 41 on the clear senior panel at the moment. Right, uh, uh, Lohan didn't um, cut the panel. He brought in more even from the under 20s. Uh, squad. Um, but uh, I'd agree with him, Pat, because I know it's it's baggage. Some people would call it, but that's what they get their experience training yeah. with these fellas. Train. Play, trained uh, behind closed door games and whatever have you that's yeah. where you'll improve yeah and I, what I like about Lohan Ger is if you perform you're selected as simple yeah. as that there's no hidden agendas yeah there's no hidden agendas yeah, yeah. No, hi- hid- no, no, hid- you're right. yeah. yeah you know and that's like you know so hopefully Ger will have another big day out and uh, two Probably days yeah. out um, three yeah. quarterfinal semi-final yeah. and final before the season hopefully ends. lads mm. yeah yeah. we'll take them one at a time though Higgs yeah, no. yeah. yeah well I'd be very optimistic I think mm. there'll be the last two teams standing clear in Limerick mm. that would be if I was putting uh, making a call at this stage yeah. now no we're playing the winners of Wexford and Kerry yeah mm. and are we more or less without um, putting the duck on Wexford saying Wexford should beat Kerry even though they're going to yeah. Lee to play them yeah mm. they will They'll be Kerry. And uh, the winners of that game play Clare. Is it a Cork venue then? Uh, yeah, it's a Cork venue. It's a Cork venue. That'd be Saturday. Because they're after moving the Saturday week, they're after moving the minor game to Friday, Friday night. Because okay. it was down for the Saturday so, originally. Clare Miners are playing um, awfully. awfully, the mm. Leinster champions. Pat, can I just ask you a question that you might be filming in? Um, did Offaly objected again being played according to the Saturday to the senior game on the Saturday or I just no, heard it. I didn't hear that. I just heard that no. I just heard it today. Um I, I, I Brian, Gav- Brian Gavin objected to the vocal support from a clear point of view. Now that could be only Yeah. Rubbish. All I know is that there's no there's no minor under seventeen games on before any senior games. Mm. And the final they haven't been, the have been on this I, know they haven't so I don't know if that's a policy or what. Yeah. But um, it's a lot to expect Clare supporters to go down to Torres on a Friday night and then go head off to Cork that was Saturday. M- that was my next question. 
With a, you know, would they not taken aside the box? I don't know. Uh, I mean, the day they played um, last year, there was only 600, 600, over 600 people inside Ninnis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Do you know what? Like. Uh, yeah. And the, the, players, the yeah. players deserve more more support than that, yeah. <coughs> to be fair. So, I, I thought it was a natural thing to play. No, I know they've been playing Camogie games before the senior games, but yeah. I thought it was a natural thing to do when Clare were involved. In relation to the supporters, yeah, I do know they're not playing any under seventeen matches before senior games okay. around the country, so I don't know if that's well, a policy okay. or not. Okay. Um, the team, you know. yeah. Yeah. We, we can't leave no commenting on the football finals that were on the provincials. We yeah. can't last week, and I'm not just saying it because Dublin won Linster easily. No. <laughs> no, I, I mean, Derry Jar won the Ulster. Derry, Derry, Derry one sixteen. Donegal one fourteen. Sure, the first twenty minutes that you couldn't barely watch no. it. It was t- it was puke football yeah. as mm. Pets Belair just to say. Yeah. But it, it was, was unbelievable. Oh jeez, it was terrible. Fifteen <coughs> behind the ball, both sides, both teams. I counted twenty nine men yeah. in one half of the field. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many times in the fo- in that first yeah, fifteen, yeah. twenty minutes. Oh jeez, it was terrible. It was, it was terrible, shocking. But look, yeah. Derry won it won it for the first time in twenty four years. That is a major you know, yeah. Look, it was good for football as well. Good yeah, you know. yeah. And Galway won the Connacht. Yeah, that was points. a decent rough mm. game. I thought I watched mm. it. Yeah, twice. You know. At least it was more open. And there was some nice, there was some some good scores taken. And, and Kerry destroyed Limerick, yeah. and, mm. and and even without David Clifford, yeah. that was expected. That was expected. Yeah. Mm. yeah, like come back to us, like you just said, you said, what the name of God has happened to Tyrone? Something uh, serious has well, derailed the train. Well, against Armagh, Johnny, Armagh beat him last Sunday. Beat him. Handy enough, really. Again, yeah. a, game, a game that I saw. Um, Tyrone just couldn't get it together mm. this year for whatever reason. Just couldn't get. And Brian Doher more or less admitted at it into the game. But just, the yeah. funny thing about it is, sure, something happened because I mean the amount of players that walked away from that penalty. Yeah, to separate yeah. total. Yeah, for a finish, which is, which is a big drop, after a drop winning, off from winning after Ireland. winning Ireland middle last year. Yeah, like you don't go in back to you, back don't, back you don't go in there shopping by those middles, like you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Jared Dublin, the Leinster final was over at half time. Did it was five seventeen, one fifteen. Dublin had five seven scoring first yeah, half, yeah. and they opened up the Kildare defence. So, as I said before, people that was writing off Dublin. No, I'm not saying Dublin are going to be carried this year, but they marched through Leinster uh, e- yeah. easier than last year, even. Yeah, and yeah. you know, so and we can't forget in in the qualifiers, Jared Clare had a great win over me. I was at it. Right, uh, and how would you reckon, Pat? How would Clare do it? They would have won it a lot handier only for the meat goalie. He saved a penalty from Torberty and he saved a bullet from Sexton. He was Sexton. That's right. He did. I was not say. Yeah, and he was only the reserve keeper. He was in for the injured keeper. Meat looked like they were all over the shop. Maybe they, they got an awful beaten by Dublin. And um, I don't know what morale wasn't that high in the camp by looks of things. They started very badly. Both teams actually played better against the wind than with the wind. Um, Clare looked like they were going to run away with it. But Meath came back into it when they got the goal from the penalty. The full back came up and scored the penalty. Soft enough penalty now. But I thought Clare were going to self-destruct. They were kicking wise, a lot of wise mm. with the wind. But to be fair to them, um, they finished strong and Manus Doherty got his very first score Indeed, for Clare. Very first score. Back, a very yeah. good player. Um, you know, got, the, got the point, the insurance for him at the end. And they got the reward in for their playing Ross Common now in Crow Park oh, next yeah, on, on, Saturday, on, on this Saturday. On, yeah. Yeah. On Saturday but yeah. Pep, we have a fierce high rate of missed penalties with that Clare team. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of them were in the shootout, the shootout again in Limerick. Yeah. But I mean, again, like, it was an excellent save. Yeah. I saw the save. It was an excellent save from the keeper. 
But like usually the guy that's taken is Tuberty, like I mean yeah. he no. really misses like you know but you had a theory there about t- uh, about uh yeah, before, he had to change before his jersey. He was covered in blood that's and right. he had to run down to the touchline to change yeah, it. Number go back on yeah. and he took the penalty and yeah. sure he didn't compose himself uh, I suppose enough, long enough, enough, yeah. I thought he might have put it across the other the corner. Where he was yes, kicking exactly that's the other thing. saw it and he read it and he saved it easily enough. It was a good save, yeah. It was a good save. But um, I'm delighted for Colin Collins, Jerry. He's a lot of good work done with Clare football. Nine years there, and the general consensus was he was pulling out this year. Yeah. So at <coughs> least he has brought the team. He has. Now, I heard criticism during the week um, on some show that you only play one match and you're into the last 12. But that's the way with the new structure because Division 3 and 4 teams are gone. They're in the Telton Cup. Mm. So there isn't as many obstacles in the way. But like Clare, it's only Clare's second game championship and now they're in the final 12. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I know, but I mean, and I mean that's the way the structure depends, you know, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, I know, but you have teams in Ulster might have three games in Ulster and now they're out of it. Yeah. That's the way they're okay. looking at yeah. it. The other side is, if you drew, just for our sake, if it's clear and no disrespect to Leeds from, would be in the third division, maybe a fourth division league team, third division, and you play them like, and you give them a hockey and like, you know, I mean, that's not good for football in no, Leeds no, right? That's, that's been proven. Whereas I, think, whereas I think the other route, that's there for the likes of the, you know those teams yeah. I think it's better like you know the only thing about it is that clear team against that meet they were a 7 or 8 or 9 point better team than meet that day yeah, they, were. they didn't they didn't show the score so I'm only hoping and praying you know that they'll kick yeah, on keep on Saturday yeah, you know they're going to be better team than yeah, like, yeah, now yeah, we went yeah, up, up when we played them the league against 9 points all and I'm looking at I'm looking at to win it there's a lot of yeah. people cribbing it wouldn't be it should have been played in Salt Hill <laughs> It'd be easier to get it uh, going up to Dublin and shopping day and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, I mean, you have Kerry playing Kildare and uh, Clare playing. Uh, oh, Mayo, Mayo playing Kildare. Kerry, Kerry are in the quarter. Mayo playing Kildare, yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. And you're Clare and Roscommon. It's Dublin. It's Dublin, yeah. Our man, Donny Gall, should be tasty enough, Jer. Oh, God, it's really indeed. Like the other side of it is with crowd wise, Mayo will always bring a crowd. Kildare will always bring a crowd. Now, Clare's, they have a band of followers. You know, so have Ross Commons, you know, so. But yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have had an issue if they did play at the Bumps and I'm sure Clare and Ross Commons wouldn't have had, you yeah, know. That, that's what they played the last time they made oh, mm. qualifier. Yeah. But, um, yes, it is nice for them to probably would be if the last, Torbridge's last appearance oh, probably at Cope Park, yeah. you know what I mean? No. Exactly. If they win, if they lose, if they lose, like, he'll probably retire. You know, yeah, he'll probably retire, so it is nice for him to get into Cope Park even anyway, like, so lots of people go through their careers without ever playing in Cope Park. You know, now Colin Collins has had a lot of injuries to deal with as well. I mean, he's missing, first choice keeper, he's missing Brennan, tomorrow he's a big loss, a full back. He's huge. Huge loss, and like, he's missing Sean Collins, his own son hasn't played all year, and Hartnish hasn't played all year. Hertha did play full back cornerback yeah, for me, yeah, you know. They're very experienced. They're yeah. all out. Podge made a big yeah. difference. Nicky Mon last Sunday. It is. Um, mm. Held up play and set that's up the type, scores. That's the type he is, yeah. you know. So I would be surprised. Maybe he'll hold him back again. I don't know. Keelan Sexton would probably start, I say, but this week. The only thing about Keelan was he was coming back from injury. He was, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I think the rationale behind that was Collins didn't want to start him if he pulled up again. Yes. Waste, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. or else be gone dropping in to better bring him yeah. on. Yeah. And like know, the keeper the is old, the keeper is old for the year as far as I know. Yeah, he is. Know. Yeah, so, so it was good, you know, it was good. Hopefully they might take, look, the draw could have been a lot worse than it what they got. Like, it did, it could, you yeah. know. Yeah. And to mention in the... Uh, in the Hurling Clare Cup, have we time to mention the Clare Cup? Clare Cup, yeah. 
Clare Cup Jerry's into his final fixtures this weekend in the top division Kilmele and Clonera are the top two Kilmele only dropped one point they drew the one Gormel. match and they won the rest of them at the bottom Cracklow have, have, have uh, four points and Heine Kilmele have four points so they're in danger of relegation well, I suppose what's looking at their parties, I know Kilmone have three, if not four, on the Clare panel. Mm. Uh, Kilmele only have Conor Cleary, I understand. So. Uh, Clonlara have. Is anyone? Well, they had all that. Um, Young Galvin. Uh, Ian. 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 Yeah. yeah. Like, definitely the Clare Cup depends on whether you have county men or not, I think, yeah. anyway, in And Kilmele are going well. And Kilmele would have a lot of county <laughs> standard hurdlers last play with Mike. Yeah, especially from underage. Especially from underage, like, in fairness, yeah. The interesting thing, in the last games, Stuart Kilmele are actually playing for the top two are playing each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kilmele at home? Yeah, Kilmele at home. Hmm. Um, Fiekel playing Crusheen. Fiekel can't win the title, retain their title this year. They're, they've eight points. Three won, three lost, two draws. Two so draws, even yeah. enough. They're doing a bit of experimenting, but like that, obviously you're missing lads with exams and everything yeah, as well coming into last game. But I think, Johnny, would you agree the cup is losing its value and that they're only using it to experiment a lot of teams. That's all. You and can, uh, yeah. you're not putting out full teams any day. Like. No, no. Uh, and it would be nearly handier if there was cup matches played closer to the championship. Because teams will be getting their preparations yeah, right to be well over. Teams are probably looking for challenge yeah. games. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. like you yeah. look at it now, as the Clare Cup is over, we we'll say next weekend a lot of the teams are bringing back their games um, because of the Clare set up, yeah. bringing them back to tours on Wednesday night next yeah. week yeah. and Friday. Well, they won't be Friday because the minors, the minors are up. But um, as Pat said, he's losing his class. Like I mean, that was very, that was seriously yeah. competitive a number of years ago. Well, of course, the Clare champion had to sponsor, mm. and there was money at stake, and there was a meal and all that and everything, like you know. But as you rightly say, it's only been experimented now. Yeah. Clubs trying out this, yeah. this, that, and the other, like you know. And you're in the sick in the division one B, in the Mills and the Market are hitting the group thirteen and twelve points respectively. Now the Market have a game less played. Why Gate are in are in contention for promotion yeah, as well. Moment. And at the bottom, Jerry, it looks like Old Tones and Aero mm. could be going down to intermediate. Yeah. Like uh, Johnny Smith O'Brien's are comfortable where they are. Well, we've Joseph now on yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, you have um, four won and four lost, so yeah. a 50 50 race. So, yeah. but like, you're, you're no fear of relegation mm-hmm. anyway. And uh, Scarif and Tola, I suppose, depending on, on I, uh, the re- I don't know what way the parents are for the last games in the division. I don't, now. I don't know. No. I forgot to check, but Tola uh, have, have um, four points and Scarif have five points. But like Wultons and Aerog, Wultons are playing White Gate. They won't beat White Gate. And I'm not sure who Aerog. Aerog are, are seriously depleted. Okay. OK, Pat, thanks for that round-up. I suppose by the next time we meet, we know, we'll know who's where. Um, again, lads, thanks very much for the uh, chat. Uh, really enjoyed it. And absolutely flew again, uh, hurling and uh, all the other sports uh, took up uh, a lot of our time. Just like uh, to mention the Clare Camogie team, I think uh, Conor Dolan and John Carmody put in a huge effort with them this year, both at the uh, senior and junior levels, and uh, had a run-off of games there. And I think the lads were just saying like, it was nearly too much. So, lads, well done to John and, uh, and to Conor and, uh, and the senior and the junior team. So, from this uh, week's edition of uh, Hop of the Ball, uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you.